when you are down, lift your head off the ground. There's a lot to be learned, so look around. Once there was a silly old ant, thought he'd move a rubber tree plant. Anyone knows an ant can't move a rubber tree plant, but he had high hopes. He had high hopes. He had high apple pie in the sky. Hope so when you start to feel it low, instead of letting go, just remember that ant. Whoop, there goes another rubber tree. Up there goes another rubber tree. Whoop, there goes another rubber tree. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into yet another episode of the 610 Podcast, where tonight I will be recapping the Phillies sweep of the Tampa Bay Rays as well as talk a little bit about the struggles over the weekend with the Washington Nationals. Unfortunately, Sunday night I couldn't put out another episode or Monday because I was not um, home and that had to wait um, until now. I won't be going over the full three games, but I'll talk a little bit um, about it. You know, um, so on Friday there, you know, it's been pretty well documented at this point. Uh, Christopher Sanchez had a good start, but the offense, you know, slumped. Then Saturday, the offense boomed. 19-4 win. Sunday, up 3 nothing early. Nick Castellanos, JT Real Muto with home runs to put you up 3-0. Ranger Suarez couldn't protect, um, you know, that lead, and the Phillies end up losing 5-4. They had their opportunities late. Very frustrating series. Okay, I'll start there. Very frustrating series from the standpoint of you were, on Sunday, in control of that game. I mean, Friday, you know, toss it up as the offense just didn't have it the entire game. I mean, they had their chances. They just couldn't push runs across. Sunday, you really blew that one from an offensive um, standpoint late where there were opportunities, with, like I said, with runners on, and they really messed it up. Um and Ranger Suarez, you know, just, you know, I think it was he lost his command a little bit there. Um, I think that's what I heard or read, and that was the issue there on Sunday. So now to the Tampa Bay Rays series, and if I would have been on Sunday night, you would have heard me air um, out a lot of grievances against that performance Sunday uh, not too pleased all around um, with the series as a whole over the weekend, and definitely would have heard some um, some doubt heading into Florida as we finish up the, um, I guess, not first half of the season, but head into the All-Star break as we wind things down here before the break. Um 
but they swept out the race or got the sweep. You know, going down to Florida against that club, 34-8 and at home are the Rays all season. And to get a sweep on the road, huge. Um, obviously, July 4th, you know, they go up 3 nothing. Aaron Nola was dominant, who, by the way, I think needs to imagine he is pitching against Zach Eflin every time he goes out there or, you know, he's going up against his brother. Because it seems like with Aaron Nola, if there is something sentimental on the line for him, he pitches well. I don't know what it is. I mean, you see it a lot of the times when he goes up against his brother. He'll have really good outings against the Padres. And then he goes up against Zach Eflin and turns in one of the best starts of his entire career. 12 strikeouts, went 7 and a third, only gave up 5 hits, gave up one home run, solo shot there later on, got out of a jam. Trey Turner makes an error. Um you know, I think that was with one out, and he's able to, you know, Nola's able to work around it and get out of that scenario. It was a fantastic job by Aaron Nola, and I'm very happy he did that, but I just wish we could see this a little bit more consistently. We've seen flashes of it throughout the season. You've seen at times where he's, you know, gotten his command under control, and he's really hitting his spots, his fastball looks crisp, but then he just, you know, he he implodes. Um, So yeah, I wish he would imagine he's pitching, uh, facing his brother, or Zach Eflin's trying to outduel him. You know, that's that's how I want Aaron Nola to be throughout the rest of the season, or at least try to be, you know. Um, Then Wednesday, an 8-4 win. This was a really, really, I think, huge opportunity um, for Taiwan Walker. You know, he struggles early um, in this game. Phillies find themselves down three to one, then four to uh, three, heading into the fourth. I mean, it was and Taiwan Walker five hits. And four earned runs, had five walks, and was just a really shaky start. But then all of a sudden, the offense picks him up. Um, And it started off with Trey Turner hitting a moonshot to the left uh, field foul pole. You know, and it continued with Bryson Stott singling later in the inning to plate JT. Next in the sixth, Nick Cassianos sends one to deep center. I mean, just a fantastic piece of hitting by this Phillies offense. Top of the seventh, Brandon Marsh gets you some more insurance to come across, and it's 8-4, to four, and you're really feeling good about things. And Taiwan Walker, you know, he really pitched well in June. And I thought a lot of it was because, well, Everything looked, you know, correct with his command and and how it just seemed like he was um, 
better with his delivery. You know, it looked like he was switching things up. He was getting more strikeouts. He was pitching more in the zone. I also thought, too, and correct, you know, someone out there, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the time he pitched with the lead, you know, and he was given that confidence early. Yesterday, Wednesday against Tampa, he wasn't. Again, down 4-2, to two, but he battled back, and I thought that was a great job by Taiwan Walker. Maybe he didn't have his best stuff, but he really battled back nicely. And the Phillies earned the 8-4 to four win, 17 hits. And Bryson Stott was unbelievable. 4 for 5. I mean, I could highlight a lot of the hitters, but specifically Bryson Stott. He was absolutely tremendous. I, I, I don't know where, you know, that came from. Um... I don't want to say I don't know where that came from because he's been doing it consistently all season, but going four for five, that's where I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I mean, it was it was a really terrific hitting display that Stop put on um, for everyone Wednesday. So now today, I tweeted last night, will Christopher Sanchez give us... I think it was four straight starts in a row. This is his fourth time um, appearing, you know, uh, since coming back from being sent down in May. Um, He had a really a fantastic um, start against the Oakland A's. He pitched really well against them. He pitched well against the Mets. Pitched well against the Nationals. Each time, you know, the offense, uh, aside from the A's game where they got the win in extras, the offense never answered the call. And even in the A's game, he left, I think, you know, he he didn't get the decision. Um, And the last two games he's pitched in against the Nationals and the Mets... It was a loss because the offense didn't show up. I mean, he did a good job. You know, he did exactly what you need out of your fifth starter. And now, going up against the Tampa Bay Rays, I thought, okay. You know, he's still kind of adjusting, getting back to the big, you know, back into the big leagues. He hasn't faced maybe the best offenses yet. Um, You know, going up against the Rays. I don't know if he's going to be able to to put together a solid outing, and he does just that. Six innings pitched, only gave up four hits, one solo home run, just two strikeouts, but he was very effective. His ERA is now down to 2.84. Very pleased with what we saw to Christopher Sanchez. Once 75 pitches. I mean, you know, one of these starts, if he if he does this again, you you know, we might be saying, hey, you know, Rob, let him go a little longer. Come on, let's see what, you know, how far we can really let him go. Of course, in a close game, one-to-one, you know, that's fine. But the offense, Derek Hall, long ball Hall. It's been a year since we've gotten to say that. He sends one to deep right. That was awesome. The Rays, of course, get back on that. Um... Solo homer there in the fifth. Goes to extras. 
Alec Bohm, who made a great play to send it to extras. And we fast forward here to the 11th. Stubbs gets hit by a pitch. Sosa automatically at second. And Schwerber with a single to right. Schwerber, who was 0 for 6 on Wednesday, was the only Phillies starter to not get a hit in the lineup. And then Trey Turner follows him up with a single to right to plate Stubbs and get you some insurance. Matt Strom, who was absolutely excellent there in extras, as was everyone that came out of the pen. Junior Marte, Jose Alvarado, who got a little nicked up, and maybe, you know, the all-star break will be good for him. Craig Kimbrell was lights out. But Matt Strom, my goodness, a fantastic job by him. Fantastic job. Phillies, first team all year to sweep the Tampa Bay Rays. And now we look ahead as the Phillies move to Miami. Okay, tomorrow night, 6.40, first pitch time. Zach Wheeler and Sandy Alcantara, last year's NL Cy Young, Sandy Alcantara, a 4.93 ERA this season. He's 3-7. in seven. Hasn't been Sandy Alcantara of last season. His last start, against, which came against the Braves, five innings pitched. Gave up two homers and a loss, 6-3. And the Phillies have faced him earlier this season, back all the way in April, on April 10th. Only won four innings, gave up 10 hits. Homer only had four strikeouts. Nine runs came across the score. Now, Alcantara, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, he's going to be pretty motivated out there tomorrow. Well, Zach Wheeler has to be just as motivated. Zach Wheeler's ERA is now at a 4.03. I know how well they've been pitching since the month turned to June. But that still is not a number I want to I don't want to see a 4.03 ERA out of your ace. And he was shaky against the Nationals. Only went 5 innings, gave up 7 hits, gave up a homer. Four runs came across the score. I mean, that's not good. His previous start against the Mets wasn't great, giving up five earned runs. He didn't really have his best stuff in his start even before against the A's, but was effective. Now we want to see Zach Wheeler go ahead and be um, the Zach Wheeler we know. You know, um... That's what you want to see out of him, obviously. Now, it's very struggling to really, you know, kind of try to understand why it is that the top two guys in your rotation have been not effective. I mean, Zach Wheeler and Aranola. But sticking with Zach Wheeler here, his last start against the Marlins, six innings pitched. Gave up three hits, struck out six, left the game in no decision. The Phillies lost three to two and ten. Okay, so hopefully then Zach Wheeler will go out there tomorrow and pitch, you know, like he wants the win uh, again. Um, but Miami, you know, they just got shot out tonight to the Cardinals. 
And you know Miami, who, I mean, really has been the doormat. Not the, I, I don't want to call them the doormat, but they've struggled in the NL East, to say the least, um, over the last however many seasons. I mean, they've had the talent, but they've just never been able to put it together. Now they've been able to put it together so far this season. So now Saturday, you got Ranger Suarez on the bump for the Phils. So 3 6 7 ERA for Ranger. Again, that last start against the Nationals was not the Ranger that you know we've seen thus far, and he's now held to a bit of a higher standard after you know five straight really dominant starts there in June, which he was just unbelievable in. So, Ranger for the Phils, and I, he did not start in that series against the Marlins earlier in the year. And he'll go up against Braxton Garrett, three six one ERA, four and two record. He last pitched on Monday against the Cardinals. They won five four, five and two thirds, gave up seven hits, three earned runs, and a homer, six strikeouts. Braxton Garrett. Um, did not see the Phillies earlier in the season. Um, just, I believe, missed that series um, to start against them. And then on Sunday, it's Aaron Nola, who is a 4-3 OERA. Like I said, can he imagine he's pitching against either his brother or he's just starting a game against Zach Eflin? He's going against... Uh, Jesus Lazardo has a 3-3-2 ERA. Last start came against the Cardinals on Tuesday. They won 15-2. Six innings pitched, gave up five hits, struck out eight. Lazardo's been really good this year um, for Miami. And I believe he faced the Phillies um, back in April. He did, and the Marlins won 8-4. to He won six innings, gave up eight hits, Gave up one home run, and it seemed like the Phillies, you know, offense kind of got going there a little bit, but they weren't exactly, um, ter- you know, terrific, as you, you can tell. They, you know, nine ground balls um, in that game. He really did a good job keeping, um, keeping it out of the air, aside from the one homer, obviously, but gave up three earned runs. It'd be nice to see. The Phillies, yet again, can take two out of three from the Marlins. You know, I mean, play angry. And for Aaron Nola, he needs to imagine Jesus Lazardo is, is is Zach Eflin over there. And every batter he faces is his brother, and he's trying to out, you know, out to strike him out. And he's trying to out-duel Zach Eflin for the Marlins. I mean, come on, anything to motivate this guy. Good Lord. I, I, I'm surprised the fact that... There's an opportunity for him to get a, a, a big payday this offseason isn't enough, but here we are. So I'll be back to recap this series on Sunday for sure. Um, going into the All-Star break, you know, should be um, an exciting time to, you know, have that Midsummer Classic and you know, the home run derby and everything that comes with it and, you know, whatever have you, however you enjoy your your all-star break festivities, as it were. 
um, as the Phillies wind down, you know, this kind of first half of the season and head into the break. And, you know, you you feel good right now. You want to be feeling even better, though, on Sunday. I mean, it's a good feeling to sweep the Rays, really erase that rough series against the Nationals. But it feel even better to take two out of three from the Marlins. It would feel great because Miami right now, Sitting in second in the NL East at eight and a half games back, they're fifty-one and thirty-eight. It's unbelievable the turnaround Miami has had this season. Unbelievable. Phillies hold a wild card spot right now. They're half a game up on the Giants, a game up on the Brewers, and then they're behind a game on the Dodgers and two and a half back on the Marlins. You really could make up some ground here. So let's see what they have in Miami. Thanks everyone for tuning in and I'll talk to you Sunday. Yeah.